0: book thirteen of pierre or the ambiguities by herman melville this librivox recording is in the public domain they depart the meadows chapter One. it was just dusk when pierre approached the ulver farmhouse in a wagon belonging to the black swan inn he met his sister shawled and bonneted in the porch now then isabel is all ready where is delhi i see two most small and inconsiderable portmanteau. we is the chest that holds the goods of the disowned the wagon waits isabel now is all ready and nothing left nothing pierre unless in going hence but i'll not think of that all's faded Delly, where is she let us go in for her said pierre catching the hand of isabel and turning rapidly as he thus half dragged her into the little lighted entry and then dropping her hand placed his touch on the catch of the inner door isabel stayed his arm as if to keep him back till she should forewarn him against something concerning Delly. but suddenly she started herself and for one instant eagerly pointing at his right hand seemed almost to half shrink from pierre tis nothing i am not hurt a slight burn the merest accidental scorch this morning but what's this he added lifting his hand higher smoke soot. this comes of going in the dark sunlight and i had seen it but i have not touched thee isabel isabel lifted her hand and showed the marks but it came from thee my brother and i would catch the plague from thee so that it should make me share thee do thou clean thy hand let mine alone Delly, Delly! cried pierre why may i not go to her to bring her forth placing her finger upon her lip isabel softly opened the door and showed the object of his inquiry avertedly seated muffled on a chair do not speak to her my brother whispered isabel and do not seek to behold her face as yet it will pass over now ere long i trust come shall we go now take delhi forth but do not speak to her i have bidden all good-bye the old people are in yonder room in the rear i am glad that they chose not to come out to attend our going forth come now be very quick pierre this is an hour i like not be it swiftly past soon all three alighted at the inn ordering lights pierre led the way above stairs and ushered his two companions into one of the two outermost rooms of the three adjoining chambers prepared for all see said he to the mute and still self-averting figure of delhi see this is thy room miss ulver isabel has told thee all thou knowest our till now secret marriage she will stay with thee now till i return from a little business down the street to-morrow thou knowest very early we take the stage i may not see thee again till then so be steadfast and cheer up a very little miss Alver, and good-night all will be well chapter two next morning by break of day at four o'clock the four swift hours were personified in four impatient horses which shook their trappings beneath the windows of the inn three figures emerged into the cool dim air and took their places in the coach the old landlord had silently and despondently shaken pierre by the hand the vainglorious driver was on his box threadingly adjusting the four reins among the fingers of his buckskin gloves the usual thin company of admiring ostlers and other early onlookers were gathered about the porch when on his companion's account all eager to cut short any vain delay at such a painful crisis pierre impetuously shouted for the coach to move in a moment the four meadow-fed young horses leaped forward their own generous lengths and the four responsive wheels rolled their complete circles while making vast rearward flourishes with his whip the elated driver seemed as a bravado hero signing his ostentatious farewell signature in the empty air and so in the dim of the dawn and to the defiant crackings of that long and sharp resounding whip the three forever fled the sweet fields of saddle meadows the short old landlord gazed after the coach awhile and then re-entering the inn stroked his gray beard and muttered to himself i have kept this house now three-and-thirty years and have had plenty of bridal parties come and go in their long train of wagons breakdowns buggies gigs a gay and giggling train Ha! there's a pun popped out like a cork ay and once in ox-carts all garlanded ay and once the merry bride was bedded on a load of sweet-scented new-cut clover but such a bridal party as this morning's why it's as sad as funerals and brave master pierre glendinning is the groom well well wonders is all the go i thought i had done with wondering when i passed fifty but i keep wondering still ah somehow now i feel as though i had just come from lowering some old friend beneath the sod and yet felt the grating cord marks in my palms tis early but i'll drink let's see cider a mug of cider tis sharp and pricks like a gamecock spur cider's the drink for grief oh lord that fat men should be so thin-skinned and suffer in pure sympathy on others account a thin-skinned thin man he don't suffer so because there ain't so much stuff in him for his thin skin to cover well, 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 well of all colics save me from the melancholics. Green melons is the greenest thing of Book thirteen